This is the unofficial Grateful Dead radio program for the official releases. We go by the name of Dead Air, and we air on over 80 radio stations around the globe. A while back, we got a reference of this next fella that we got on tape. It was in reference to an officially licensed Grateful Dead ski. Steve Jones, the co-owner of TGR, Teton Gravity Research, was uh, giving us a little background on the set of skis. There's subtle hints towards the dead, uh, uh, you know, kind of throughout our work at different times in our 24 years. But uh, but this is the first real, like, direct, you know, Grateful Dead design. And that was done with one of our athletes who is a deadhead named Chris Benchettler. That's fully my, my doing. TGR is definitely part of this whole process but how they really played a role is is Todd Jones was over at my house two years ago now I guess and I'm a fan of the Grateful Dead's music and I have a record player and I was playing some vinyl and he he mentioned then he was like oh my goodness I know this guy who Grateful Dead is looking to collaborate with a ski because they've had so much much success with Burton and they haven't really landed on anyone yet. And he's like, I didn't know you loved the dead. Would you want to talk to Brian? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> and so I then took that information, spoke with Warner and took that information back to Atomic Skis, who are my ski sponsor. And they're over in Austria. So I had a, a bit of convincing to do just by virtue of of the dead not being quite as massive over there as they are here. So it was, I think out of 30 employees, only maybe two knew who the dead actually were. So it was, yeah, a little bit of a process, but I've been very fortunate that those guys are one of my biggest supporters and they really trust my vision and Atomic is one of TGR's bigger supporters. And so a lot of the TGR ski athletes ski on my ski. And so there's just quite a bit of synergy there. And so that's where that relationship came. So it's actually, it's an atomic in my ski in collaboration with the Grateful Dead. Now that we got that information, let's talk about Fire on the Mountain. This is the action sports film matched up with Grateful Dead music. I maybe should have kept my mouth shut or at least thought about this a little deeper before I started coming up with ideas. But essentially, I pitched a film concept that I had in mind because years ago, maybe five or six years ago, I had worked with Sweetgrass Productions and I skied at night in Alaska in a film they made called Afterglow. The stillness, the peace, the solitude. A calm so deep you can hear the single feathers of snow laying down to rest. The line between ourselves and the space beyond evaporating in the nocturnal. That was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life. And so since that moment, I've always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to do just take inspiration and ski at night again. I saw an opportunity selfishly because I love Grateful Dead's music I was like dang I wonder if they'd be interested in me doing a kind of like psychedelic nighttime film with a few athletes I had in mind that really inspire me and are big fans of music themselves so I kind of just came up with this concept in my brain that was a 
action sports film inspired by the Grateful Dead's improvisational tapestry. So I just kind of took how they approached the stage and related that directly to how we approach the mountains and waves and that improvisational nature that the dead has and how they never approach a song the same way twice was exactly how I look at the mountains like you you just enter your canvas or whatever you want to call it your stage your your mountain with your box of of tools that you've developed over a lifetime of practice you know and you may have an idea of what it's going to be like but it never is what you envision and you have to react and adapt to mother nature and to different elements and I think that's like the direct relation to how they played music and why they're so special I can really appreciate like how hard it must be to just kind of go completely off feeling but and that's exactly what we do and in, in skiing and and surfing and snowboarding but then there's also just music in general i mean you'll never see a ski movie or a surf movie without tunes in it you know and so the dead are kind of like the soundtrack of my life um so i i just don't see a more fitting band to put my skiing next to and so i'm super 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 thankful that they're willing to collaborate and let us use such insane music each athlete i chose is heavily big fans of music big fans of the grateful dead and have heavily influenced just how how my skiing has evolved whether they knew it or not it's incredible, you know, looking back at, you know, what we've all gone through in our lives and the lives that we've lived and, and that we're all really proud of it. I've known Rob Machado for quite a few years now, but I've known his surfing for much, much longer. And he's, he's inspired ski shape design and, and just how I want to turn on a mountain and how I want to focus on turns more so than progression of tricks. And he just kind of, his approach to surfing has really helped show me like a direction I wanted to take in skiing. I've been all over the world snowboarding um, and always trying to find that new spot, but now starting to take it to these places driving distance from my house. Whoa! Jeremy Jones I've known for a long time and he really stayed the course when the industry doubted his vision, you know, of, of doing more foot powered stuff and really uh, slowing down and, and just sticking closer to home. So that's always inspired me. And I knew I wanted to do more of that. And it was just happening naturally. And then Danny Davis is quite the uh, king of style in snowboarding. And I've known him since we were for a very long time, too. His style always really spoke to me, and then it just so happens that he's a massive deadhead as well, so it was perfect. And then Michelle Parker is a long, long time friend, and I just wanted to make sure to have badass women as part of this film because there's a lot of them out there, and and she represents everything in skiing that I appreciate. You know, she's really focused her career on backcountry, and she's a huge fan of music and a really close friend of my wife and I. And then, of course, 
last but not least is my wife Kimmy Fasani, who is a complete badass snowboarder and she's one video part of the year and rider of the year and all that stuff and I, I forget sometimes how badass she really is you know and, and we're like doing this film in the most complicated time of our lives because we had just had our child and so we have a one-year-old I'm taking on the biggest project of my career and trying to have her be a part of it while we're she's still breastfeeding and it was just it was so complicated and I looking back I don't know how we survived. My initial concept was actually to keep it all in California, but we ended up going to Svalbard out of Norway, like 400 miles from the North Pole. We flew into Svalbard and, and sailing 14 hours north, and that was actually for a Burton trip because my wife rides for Burton, and Danny and Michelle and I were all on the trip. And since four of the six cast members were on one trip, we kind of saw it as an opportunity to double dip a little bit because I was actually just going on that trip as dad daycare we took our little one-year-old on a sailboat to the North Pole which is completely crazy in itself like my son could take a nap and I would just leave a radio with my filmer Tyler who's on the boat filming Kimmy and I'm like okay radio me if he wakes up don't tell mom and I could go sneak out for a quick ski it was so beautiful and stunning and such epic landscape and really fit the vibe of what we were going for with the film. Mammoth is the main bulk of the film. That's like the most, that's the whole night segment. And they were the hugest supporter of the film. They're the presenting title sponsor and they really brought this thing to life. My parents met in Mammoth in 1970 or 71 or something. And so like seeing my home lit up in all those colors and like I've spent so much time here and just what we actually accomplished in those five days will forever stick with me and then me and Jer have have some eastern Sierra backcountry stuff we went out and camped and did a few days in the backcountry in the spring but then take the same vision over to Indonesia and I'm ever obviously never going to forget that they all equally share like something truly special. But I mean, just the whole film, I'm so grateful I'm gonna have it to look back on for the rest of my life. I suggested that Dave Lemieux, who's the Grateful Dead's full-time archivist, legacy manager, and, and the official archivist for the dead, I suggested he'd be the music supervisor. So David and I started talking. So I kind of threw a list at Lemieux of what I was thinking about. We got a really rough concept of the footage we did have and sent it over to Lemieux with a few songs. And he was like, oh, that's great, but try this version from 72 or and maybe instead of this song, do this. And so they really like to have uh, equal representation of both Bob and Jerry songs too. So that was something that I learned, you know, like it didn't want it to be Bob heavy or Jerry heavy. They really like to respect both of their musical talents. So that was part of the decision process. And he just watched the footage and, and gave some incredible suggestions. And he obviously knows the music better than anyone. So it was like, hey, we have this transition and we want this super 
trippy feel you know something what's like a good space and what part of you know a 30 minute song should we focus on and he just knows every little part of every song it's pretty impressive I was talking to Lemieux and I kind of asked Lemieux I was like hey I don't know if there's someone in the dead family you think would be a good fit to narrate this film his first suggestion was Bill Walton. I was like, okay, well, that's a, a no-brainer, you know. I don't do anything well. I don't know anything about anything, and I constantly mistake activity for achievement, but I try. And I'm super f lucky. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I sent him an email, kind of explained who was involved, that we had Rhino Records Blessing and David Lemieux was involved, and that was enough to get Bill ears to perk up because he's obviously an extremely busy human. I'm here to share a little story about an assorted lot of individuals all tuned into the same wavelength. Now that I've gotten to know Bill and got to go record with him and and spend some time actually really getting to know him, I, I couldn't be more thankful that we reached out to him because, like I said, there's no one more qualified for, for the role of narrating a film inspired by the Grateful Dead <laughs> that's also about sports. I've always wanted to just give it for free online just to share it with the world, you know, and share share my vision. So come December, it'll be for free online. I'm wearing too many hats here, and so I really had to lean on some people for help. And so Brian Francis, who I've mentioned since the beginning, he's an executive producer of the film. And Rob's agent, Justine Chiara, uh, she just she just produced Momentum Generation, which is a super epic surf film. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. And that was on HBO. So she had a lot of contacts and, and once again, experience. So I brought both of them on as executive producers and they've They've helped me so very, very much <laughs> just kind of cater this. I hired Sweetgrass to help me make this film something great because we had worked together all those years ago and I wanted to uh, use their knowledge and their skills and, and kind of as an ode to them. I didn't want to make something at night without them since they were who brought me on in the first first place to Alaska. So and I had to bring on my friend Shane from Sweetgrass. He was working with Sweetgrass. He was the genius behind figuring out the boat lighting and the wetsuit lights and the board lights and all that. I created some artwork with my good friend Skywalker who I collaborate with and my plan was to animate that artwork for the introduction of the film and then Kind of throughout the film, I wanted to hide little Easter eggs of just some cool, like, things that I see in nature every day that inspire my artwork. My co-director and the head lead cinematographer for the film, whose name is Tyler Hamlet, and him and I have worked together for years. He's who I made the film with, and uh, yeah, we just chatted way too many hours of way too many days and just kind of bounce different concepts back and forth and then yeah just as a thank you and an ode to todd i wanted them to distribute the film just because they have such an awesome platform over at tgr so they're just distribution and the rest of it's just kind of created with me and tyler and his team of editors and that's kind of the whole gist My name is Chris Benjetler, and I don't entirely know 
what what my role would be, but I basically am director, producer, executive producer. I guess I'm just wearing all the hats, really, because it's it's a, it's a very much a passion project that I I should have thought about a little deeper before I opened my big mouth because it's been quite quite complicated. But I'm uh, extremely grateful that we're at this point in in the process. We just wanted to create something that really spoke to the dead community, spoke to skiers, spoke to snowboarders, spoke to surfers. And I was just trying to tap deeply into my mind and, and create something unique and uh, artistic. It's just kind of an ode to the dead and their music. And I wanted it to be represent that psychedelic side of the Grateful Dead and be super trippy. Realistically, like the main focus of the film is to create a visual art piece and, and a visual journey inspired by the Grateful Dead's live catalog, you know, just like that improvisation that they bring to the stage and how they blend together as, as band members is kind of taking just there's so many little elements in the film we're kind of like a band of people coming together and and creating this art piece together and it wouldn't be possible without all the all the pieces of the puzzle i just kind of try to live as presently as possible and see what comes of of this film we've created and let it evolve into what it's going to evolve into mm -hmm.